0: church happy spring welcome to worship at calvary it's good to see you in the house of god this morning we are looking forward to a great day today uh i want to encourage you uh just want to encourage you this morning as i walked into the the worship center all across our church i saw brand new members already plugged in serving all right people that joined over the last two weeks Already greeting at the front door, holding doors for people, welcoming people. And that's what happens when we serve together, when we worship together, when we bond together as a body of believers. God begins to transform people's lives. I love seeing, I've seen multiple return guests this morning and we are gearing up. Easter Sunday is two weeks away. Let me encourage you, do not let... That day go by without inviting someone and having someone present with you in worship on Easter Sunday. Each one of you got one of these on your uh, chair. If there's an extra one on the chair beside you, grab it, take it home. In fact, uh, in two weeks and one day, this will be out of date. It'll be obsolete. Uh, so don't let those uh, run out. But get those and put them in the hand of a coworker, a neighbor, a classmate, a friend, a family member over the next week. Begin praying now that God would use this. There's signs all up and down, uh, 1010, 401, if we can keep uh, Fuquay from grabbing those signs. They can't be out past the weekend, But uh, so a lot of our signs are in sign jail right now. But anyway, uh, we're going to just pray that those that are out, God uses. And as people are driving past our church, in fact, uh, the people that just printed our t-shirts They saw it, they're like, oh my goodness, I pass by your church every day. I've been seeing signs. I've been seeing all these things. So pray that God uses this as an opportunity to to share the name of Jesus Christ. People are looking for hope. They're looking for purpose. They're looking for meaning. They're looking for why do we exist. And church, we want to encourage them with the love of Jesus and let them know that our hope is not found in in riches. It's not found in in a job or our our, our, uh, good looks or uh, any of those things, but it's found in Jesus Christ, the hope of the world. And he can change and radically transform their lives. So I want to encourage you, take these, invite someone, and then tonight... Be here at 5.30, get here early. Uh, It's going to be just a great time to get to know people uh, around the table. Uh, Let me encourage you, every single one of you are going to see people that you don't know. Maybe you've seen them in a worship service recently, and uh, the church is filled back up. Church, people are coming uh, more now than they have uh, at almost any other time uh, since before COVID, and people are, are getting back into church. They're looking for relationships. They're looking for friends. They're not looking just for a friendly church. They're looking for friends. They're looking so extend your hand. Welcome them. Uh, Worship alongside of them. Invite them. Maybe you're going to lunch today and say, hey, let's meet for lunch. And let's, well, let's say Chick-fil-A. You're not going to do it today. Not today, Chick-fil-A, but uh, another day. But meet for lunch somewhere and have a a time of of just fellowship over a a cup of coffee or over a meal. And encourage them in their walk with Jesus. Take your Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to be looking in verse 12 in just a few moments. This morning we're wrapping up our series, Together We Thrive looking at our mission, our vision, and our values. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and then the very next week is Easter Sunday. Easter is going to be absolutely jam-packed. We're going to have extra chairs out we're going to have uh parking all over the creation all up and down and in fact you can park behind the church now there's there's parking spaces all back there there we cannot park in the field next sunday because of the easter egg hunt uh all up and down chalice lane every cars uh we will get you in somehow but invite friends and make plans to be here so we recap this morning our mission we've been talking about the last couple of weeks is together we lead and create disciples of Jesus. This is why we exist as a church. This is why Calvary Rally was started 37 years ago is to make disciples of Jesus. May we never lose sight of that because you can easily get distracted by buildings by programs, by uh, uh, getting you out there. Some churches spend all of their time in politics. They spend all of their time doing all these things, and they lose sight of the reality that Jesus Christ came to save sinners. In fact, he came to save sinners just like you and me. He came to transform lives, and so we're to lead and create disciples of Jesus. Uh, Our vision is declaring the name of Jesus in the triangle in the world, and folks... I've watched the city transform from a small farming community where literally you would get behind a a farmer on a tractor driving down Tintin and you didn't get mad because you knew him. You knew how hard he had worked and he was trying to get to another field to, to plow that field and you know what I'm talking about? You see a combine driving down Lake Wheeler Road and you're like, man, we're, we're just waiting. He's going to turn off up here at the next curve, and, and he's going to be over there, and he's going to be plowing or pruning or doing whatever. And, and we've watched all of this area grow from a, a farming area, a farming community, to a, a technology center, a, a computer a hub, a, a place where people are, are moving from all over the world. And, folks, it's transformed. We've watched, we're watching God do supernatural things the triangle is at the center of our, of our logo, and it keeps at the forefront of everything that we do as a church is to reach the triangle, declare the name of Jesus in the triangle, and then ultimately around the world, it drives us as a ministry. We'll never do overseas what we're not doing here at home. Um, Kim Miller has a, a mission, one of our uh, mission trip shirts. what year is that from, 2016? Something like that, 15, 16. And, uh, and I, I said, I remember that shirt. She said, Yeah. Unfortunately, it's more that Carolina blue color. But anyway, uh, but, you know, the re- I might have had a little something to do with that. I'm not gonna lie. But you know, the reality is, is as we're creating and disciples and and declare the name of Jesus here in the triangle, it spreads outside of our community, outside of our city. And it ultimately gravitates around the world. And we have opportunities to impact the world with the gospel of Jesus. Last Sunday, we looked at the first two C's of our core values. And we're going to look at those very briefly and then dive into the last one. But it's vital that we understand who we are. How God has uniquely equipped us and positioned us in one of the fastest growing places in the nation. In fact, Wake County is the third fastest growing county in all of the United States of America how are we going to make disciples in the triangle and around the world I was reading some statistics and we'll be talking a little bit more about it tonight over the next 10 years the next decade 2033 the triangle is going to add 600,000 more people Let that sink in that's larger than the city of raleigh's total population added to the triangle in the next 10 years when i say buckle up we haven't even begun to scratch the surface of what god is going to do at bringing the world to our doorstep church do you realize the majority of the vacant land that's available in all of wake county is right here on our back door, right at our back door where 540 is going. This, some of us gonna open the, they're saying still the end of 2023, there's pavement already down. When I cross over Johnson Pond Road, one whole side of the uh, 540 is already paved that section. They're saying by the end of 2023, early part of 2024, it's gonna be paved all the way to 401 and, and not long before all the way to I-40. Folks, God is bringing the world to our doorstep We have got to wake up. We have got to engage. We have got to join together as a church to reach our city and the world with the gospel. So let's look at what it means to celebrate. It says our first uh, uh, core value is to celebrate. We are created to be worshipers of Jesus. Our very DNA calls us to glorify and praise the Lord. We desire to lead disciples of Jesus who are obedient in personal worship and corporate worship. We desire to make personal and corporate worship a high priority in our lives as followers of Jesus. Hebrews ten twenty four says, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together is the habit of some. But encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. You say, Pastor, why do we go back to this verse repeatedly? Because we need to be reminded this has got to be a priority for the church to impact the culture. We have to engage, we've got to bridge and come together as a body of believers and say, Hey, Jesus Christ has transformed my life. And I'm not going to hide it under a bushel, as the kid's song says. I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine till Jesus. I'm going to let it you know, shine brightly. He says we're going to be a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. One of the huge benefits to gathering together corporately for worship is to celebrate the goodness of God, to be encouraged, to sing of his goodness, to, to worship, to bow down, to praise, to to give, to be a part of what God is doing. And Folks, you cannot get that same experience on your couch. We learned that in 2020. All of the the, the shutdown that that was, was caused... And folks, I I, mean, I confess last Sunday before all of you, yeah, I, I there was a couple Sundays I was sitting, man, I could get used to watching church in my recliner. I mean, I'm sitting there you now. It's a little weird when you're the one preaching. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, when you're the one up there preaching, you're like, oh no, that did not, that didn't roll off the tongue as as good as what as funny as I thought it was gonna be. And sometimes my wife is like, oh. Please, I cannot believe you said that from the pulpit. And that's when my ADD kicks in. And, you know, I, sometimes if, I, if I say something out of sorts, uh, my wife will, uh, she'll tell me about it when I get home. But at the end of the day, one of the huge benefits to gathering together is to encourage, to celebrate, to, to uh, allow God to move in our hearts and lives. When we come together to celebrate Jesus to corporate worship, he says we're to stir one another up to love and to good works. And folks, you can't do that alone. You can't do that at home. It, it's just not. So if at all possible, we ought to gather in person as a body of believers. But not only celebrating, says connect. This is where you, the rubber meets the road. We gather corporately for Sunday worship is, is important. But folks, to connect outside of that in a small group is so important. And, and following Jesus was never meant to be done in isolation. So many people are lost. They're floundering through life, and they need someone who's going to come up alongside of them and pat pat them on the back and and tell them they're proud of them or they're praying for them. They're encouraging them. Ivan, uh, today's your birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, They need someone to, this morning I came up and I gave them a hug. I said, happy birthday, Ivan. But folks, what happens is we need encouragement. We need to know we're not in this race alone. And, And as difficult as your day might be, The person across the aisle from you may have had a horrible year and and so when you come together and connect in a small group you're saying i want to pour into someone else's life i'm allowing someone else to pour into my life do you realize in small group as we gather some of you are, are in my small group and we'll gather and i'll listen to how god uses and is speaking to your heart through the text through the word of god and, folks, it challenges me as your pastor. And the same thing is as I share how God is working in my life and, and how he's using the word to transform us, folks. We get to see God at work. The church is a community where discipleship happens. When we gather, it's time to connect with the church family, to follow Jesus, and to grow together. When we grow, we grow much deeper through authentic relationships as you dig into the word as you ask questions the word of god challenges us it's good for reproof for doctrine for correction for instruction and righteousness that the man of god might be perfect truly furnished unto all good works in other words it is what it is the remedy for for strengthening and discipling and challenging and changing our lives as we look into the word of god it's referred to as a mirror to the soul it begins to show us areas of our life so sometimes people say well if I get saved I've got to change all these things in my life and, and the reality is is that's not true we were talking about that this this week in uh, first Peter in our, our life group, I was like no God didn't expect you to change everything in your life in order to come to faith in him we come to faith in him and then his word and the Holy Spirit begins to transform our lives If you wait till you get it all figured out and worked out in your life, folks, you will never come to faith in Jesus. Because that's a works-based salvation. Our salvation is based on the grace of God that's made possible. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. The Word of God says, not of works, Ephesians says, uh, unless uh, any man should boast. He says, we cannot allow it to be about us. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 says, so then we have an opportunity. Let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. He says we owe it to ourselves as well as the body of Christ to connect in this way. And we're so much stronger together. But then let's go to our third C. We want to spend some time here this, this morning. Contribute. We are to help build his kingdom. In American life and culture, it's about building your own kingdom. It's about having the, the big house, the American dream, and, and having the, the two cars and the 2.5 kids and the Labrador Retriever, and, and some of you are like, man, I'm there. I've got the 2.5 kids. I've got the, the house with the white picket fence. I've got the Labrador Retriever or whatever it is, whatever your dog of choice is, uh, but the reality is, is that's, not the, that's not God's dream for us. That's not his dream for the church. His dream is, folks, is to help build the kingdom of God. And after we're born into the family of God at salvation, the purpose of our life begins to take shape. Paul tells us in Colossians, we are created, or Philippians, we are created by him and for him. We're created for his glory. And when we begin to understand that we weren't just created to work a job for the next 30 or 40 years and then retire. And move to to the the Bahamas and 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 just chill and relax for the rest of our our time. Somebody say, "Well, hold on, Pastor David, that's my exact plan." I mean, you just called me out in front of the whole church, but that's not what he's saying. He says, "I've saved you to live a life of meaning, a purpose that contributes to the building of the kingdom of God." Understanding that Christ left us here with a mission and vision to carry out that is. we have to get plugged in we have to contribute and that first part of contribute comes down to serving when I mentioned this morning that multiple brand new members were serving this morning in some capacity there are people all over the church today that are not sitting in this room because they are currently watching children ministering, sharing, uh, singing songs, uh, preaching and teaching the, the gospel of Jesus. They're holding little baby infants in their, in their arms and uh, feeding them uh, uh, you know, a bottle or, or, or baby food or something to, to encourage them and, and help them But so that you and I can hear the word of God being taught and preached on our level. serving is a, It's a privilege to serve the Lord. After all that he's done for us. In fact, our desire is to help each person discover their God-given gifts and find a place to get plugged in within the body of Christ to use that gift. Serving is a responsibility of every believer, not just those who are on the church staff. And one of the roles as the pastor uh, is outlined in Ephesians 4.12. He says, to help equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. Part of my role, not only is prayer and, and studying the word and being faithful to teach and preach the word, but it's to equip the saints to do the work of ministry, to encourage and build up so it's not my job to, to lead the worship and I've played the piano, I I, I I probably won't play drums because it's not my it's not my gifting area, but uh, it's not my job to do all of those things and, and to run around and, and, and greet and uh, put out the flags in the parking lot and, and, and plant flowers and, and, and clean the toilets and you say, well, you're too good for that. No, I've, first day on the job, I had to plunge a toilet that was left over from the day before that someone uh, allowed to stay in a uh fermenting overnight you know and 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 so I'm sitting here plunging the toilet and uh first week on the job my dad had me on the roof next door changing a light on the steeple um do you know how high that is and if OSHA had come along and I didn't have a you know harness connecting me to the 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 roof or the steeple I mean I would have gotten in all kinds of trouble and they'd probably shut us down but I remember coming off the roof, and and I said to my dad, I was like, I don't remember seeing that in my job description. And and I didn't go over too well either. He says, well, that was the fine print that says that anything else the pastor wants you to do. And and so I remember coming in on Monday morning, and water is coming down. There's a, a, a ramp down on the end of the building where the staff offices are. Water was pouring out, and someone had Poured like paper towels in the urinal and and they left the handle down and it had run for a good twelve to sixteen hours. And uh water was all down the hall, it was also all over the parking lot, and and so I what I'm saying is I'm not too good to do those jobs, but at the at the end of the day, if I'm doing all those jobs, the church cannot thrive it stunts the growth of the church it stunts the growth If the pastor and the staff does all the work it stunts the growth of the body we are to equip the deacons can't do all the work it holds back the church from their god-given potential when you take next steps class one of the things we do is help you discover a place or one or two places to get plugged in and why because that's when god begins to do a work not only in the church at large. He does the work in your heart. He begins to transform when you plug in and serve in the local church. If you haven't plugged in yet, go to the, the link. that the, I think they're putting a link up there on the thing. Uh, snap that. Go to that, uh, that uh, QR code and, allow, and, and plug in. And allow God to use you within the everyday life of the church. Each and every week we have faithful volunteers all over campus. Who are leading and creating disciples of Jesus. They receive joy from serving Jesus and others. What happens when we don't plug in and serve? Say, well, Pastor, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of observing. I just kind of like to take my time and just kind of cruise in from church to church. And, and, and you know, I don't like to, you know plant roots anywhere and I don't like to you know we just moved to Raleigh I'm not sure how long we're gonna be here and you know what I say if you're here for six months plug in for six months and serve for that six months there are people over the years that God has sent to Raleigh to get their masters at, at NC State and I, I feel sorry for those people I'm just, <laughs> or, or Campbell or, or UNC or wherever and and they're here just for a, a couple years and you know what i've said it's like plug in while you're here for those two years get, get your degree but serve god in the local church and and today i know of multiple people some in Asheville, some in charlotte some in pinehurst some in greensboro that once were in our church for just a, a year or two and instead of floundering and getting out of church and being just kind of stagnant they plugged in for a year or two or four years while they were in school And today, they're still faithfully plugged into a church serving. It's vital to your health and growth, but it's also vital to the the work of the church. What happens when we don't plug in? We stunt our growth and we start to what, church? Hold on. Let's wake up. What happens? I want us to hear it as a a body. We stunt our growth and we start to what, church? Who wants to be a part of a griping church? Cynical. Cynical. Everything that happens, you're just constantly complaining. And church, there are so many churches out there today that are dying, they're decaying because they have people that are sitting back, they're soaking, they're souring, they're growing stagnant, and they're they're just griping about everything. You know what? The people who complain the most serve the least. The people who complain the most, they don't give the least, they give none. All right? People that are always complaining, they do absolutely nothing to propel the kingdom of God moving forward. These are people all across the church, not here at just this church. I'm saying the church at large that are constantly complaining and griping about, I wish the pastor would do this. I wish the, the worship guy would do this. I wish the, you, if the youth guy would just get together and do this. Or, what I've learned is oftentimes the problem is in here. The problem is in our own life, our own heart, and if we would get on fire for God and start serving and, and building the church of God, the kingdom of God, being a part of that, what will happen is we won't have time to complain. We won't have time to gripe. In fact, the people that, that sit around with nothing to do are often the ones, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. I've never seen a stagnant pond that that I wanted to go swimming in or I wanted to to fish in. One that has green water and it's all murky and and, and disgusting. And folks, it's gross, it's, it's, it's nasty. But folks, when we start celebrating, when we start serving in the body of Christ, what happens is we have an outlet where all that God is pouring into us, all that the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, is pouring into us has an outlet to flow out. And it's like that healthy pond that has a release on the backside. As water's coming in, water's also going out. And it's breathing life into the environment, breathing life back into the, into the area. We need that outlet of overflow that God can pour through us to serve the body. So you discover ways to plug into the New Testament church and serve you find so much joy in knowing that people are fulfilling the mission and the vision uh, of God's church that folks we partner with ministries like with love from Jesus you can get involved today in fact you don't have to wait to say hey we have this weekend we're going to do it you can serve they will take volunteers every single week and you can serve and they serve over 3000 people in the triangle every month helping meeting real needs and folks with the inflation, with the economy the way that it is, interest rates the way it is, people are struggling in our community. To be able to give back and help build, uh, encourage them in their faith. Volunteers are needed uh, Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, look it up and you can serve. There's there's also a link we're going to uh, create times where you can go as a church and serve at, with love from Jesus. Also not only serving giving our generosity fuels the mission of God sometimes you hear a a message on giving and people are like what time is it what time are we going to lunch i think we're gonna have to slip out early today Uh, do you realize God has called us to be generous in ways that expand his kingdom here in the triangle and around the world we get to be conduits through which his generosity flows so as god blesses you and you give back to the church to the 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 kingdom of god you get to be a part of seeing life change take place here in the triangle and around the world in second corinthians chapter 9 paul writes he says the point is this whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he's decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a what type of giver? A cheerful giver. It says that God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. I love working in the yard. I love planting flowers. I love... Uh, watching as the different seasons come around we have daffodils blooming we have trees blooming we have all kinds of flowers blooming in our yard right now and we have I always I put a lot of emphasis on the 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 front when you're walking up I want to I want it to be something that's attractive that looks nice and so we have these big old planters on either side of our front door and they are filled with pansies that that are yellow and purple and every single week I put Miracle-Gro on them. <laughs> I'm telling you, they are absolutely humongous. I mean, they are blooming like crazy. But folks, every week I'm pouring into them. Every week I'm watering them. Every week I'm and I, I, I'm going over. I'm pinching off the dead flowers. And what it does, it just creates more hunger for for more uh, uh, nourishment and food. And 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 the the, the reward is. It's something that's absolutely beautiful. I mean, every time I walk in the door, it's like, wow. That's, it's, that's what happens when we're giving, when we're serving. We get to see what God is doing through us as it's manifested in the fruit that the church bears. It requires each of us in giving to do our part in helping reach the mission and fuel the, 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 the mission and vision of the church. God has called us to be generous in ways that expand his kingdom here in the triangle and around the world. Folks, we give because he first gave. And, and folks, it's because we, we love him, we, we trust him, we, we trust what God is doing, and we want to be on mission with God. And I love how Paul makes it so incredibly clear in verse 8. He says, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, so that you, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. God just provides. When we're faithful and, and, and serving and giving, He blesses. And as we sow bountifully, He blesses bountifully. And sometimes people say, Well, Pastor, that's a prosperity theology. No. I'm not telling you if you give to God, He's gonna make you a millionaire or, or give you a Rolls-Royce or or no. That's not what, how that's not why we do it. We give to God because He's going to bless. The effort and and those who are serving and giving and going, you get to experience the power and the presence of God. and, And you are blessed by seeing lives change. So two Sundays ago, when we introduced 20 brand new members of our church, every person who's giving and serving and going, folks, you share in that blessing. You're like, wow, that's awesome. And it's awesome to see how God is expanding his church and through the generosity of God's people, we get to see God doing miraculous things in the church. Those that were recently saved and baptized just a couple Sundays ago, do you realize you had a part in that? You're going to be a part of that. And we rejoice in those who are making decisions on April 16th uh, just a couple weeks, or so the week after Easter Sunday, we're going to do bapti- another round of baptisms, and those that are that are ready now or, or are getting ready for baptism, we want to invite you to participate in that. And churches all across our state that same Sunday are are it's called Fill the Tank Sunday, and we're inviting people to that have not been baptized to take that next step in obedience in their faith and get baptized. So Paul tells us, he says. As we've decided in our heart, giving is a matter of the heart. It shows what we value. And uh, this morning, I saw on uh, social media this morning early that uh, the brand new TJ Maxx just opened in Fuquay at 8 a.m. So what's the significance of that? Well, people were waiting in line at 4 a.m to go buy discount clothes and decorations for their house. What if we got that excited about the kingdom of God that we were lined around the building on Easter Sunday, can't wait for the doors to open up to worship, to celebrate, to give, to serve, to to grow the church in the kingdom of God. What if we got that excited? that Some of you were in line at Costco like that when they opened because I heard about it. Some of you were at Chick-fil-A on opening day and you were wrapped around trying to get a year's worth of free Chick-fil-A. What if you realized if you give your heart and life to Jesus Christ, folks, he gives us the keys to the kingdom. We literally have the, the he owns the, the cattle in a thousand hills, the wealth of every land. If we give our heart and life to Jesus Christ, we have a home for us waiting in heaven. That folks, he's preparing for those who know Jesus Christ as lord and savior so in matthew chapter 6 jesus says lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does destroys where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there will your heart be also giving is a matter of the heart we should never give reluctantly or under compulsion but it says he loves a cheerful giver and sometimes people say well pastor i used to go to church but i quit i quit going because the pastor always preached on giving you know who gets upset about the pastor preaching on giving those who never give the ones who never give i don't know what any person in this church gives other than my wife and myself i don't want to know that i don't want to be responsible for that and i don't want to treat anyone differently because oh that's a big giver or that's not a big giver i don't have to listen to them i have to no we're not playing favorites the reality is is god knows and folks, we ought not give so that the pastors impressed, or so we have sway in a certain way. And and folks, what happens is in our culture in America, like those that have the most money, they get away with crimes. We watch it every single day. They use pay attorneys and to get them out of this or that, and and, and they're buying off, uh, and there it's, it's lobbyists and all these things are doing crazy things in our culture. But folks, that's not how it works. He says at the end of the day, we ought to give so that we can be a part of. Being Building the kingdom of God and seeing his name declared in the triangle in the world. We can apply the principle of stewardship to all of life because it's a gift from God. Our talents, our, our bodies, our lives. He says we're, it's, our, it's our reasonable or living worship as we give back to him. And folks, uh, go to our, our uh, church app. It's the easiest way to get set up to give. And 70% now of our, all of our giving is done online. There's offering boxes in the lobby you can give. Folks, the reality is it's so easy to be a part of what God is doing. But not only serving and giving, that last part of of contribute is going. We ought to be willing to go and share the good news of Jesus. This includes walking across the street. This includes going across the hall at work. This includes those classmates that you go to school with, or the people on your sports team, or uh, the people that you interact with, the family members that you're going to gather with on Easter Sunday and, and uh, dye eggs and, and hunt for Easter eggs or celebrate and have family gatherings. This is a party, says, going and being willing to share the good news of Jesus. One of the greatest privileges we have as an American is the uh, the freedom to travel, to have a passport and to go into and, and places that some people never have an opportunity to leave their country. And Folks, we get the privilege as Americans to, to, to get a passport and go and take the gospel. Mark 16 verse 15 says, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. The word go is not a suggestion, it's a command. So we contribute by serving and giving but folks, those of us that are able also have an opportunity and, and a, a privilege to go and share the good news of, with the gospel around the world. And folks, it's something that takes place in our hearts when you go overseas. You get out of the context of the American church, the American culture, and, and, and see what God is doing globally. The church is so much bigger than we can even fathom or imagine. In fact, oftentimes we go and we are humbled at how in tune these people are or, and churches around the world and their worship is so authentic and so genuine. and. And I'm, I'm telling you, the, the first night we stood in a conga line in a church in uh, in India, and we were dancing through the thing. And I was looking at some of our church members like, boy, if the rest of our church could see us right now. I mean, like, some of you on a given Sunday are like, I dare you to impress me. I mean, the look on, on people's faces are like, I ain't singing, I ain't smiling. And boy, the whole church was dancing all around the church, we had tambourines, and I mean, all kinds. Of, it was absolutely off the chart. I mean, it was crazy fun. But folks, the reality is, is we were getting excited about what God is doing in His church. And how those that are being saved we want you to join us we have mission teams going to nicaragua this summer going to romania this summer if you're interested we want you to sign up and have an opportunity there's still room on both of those teams if you're interested in going get your passport and begin now praying god where do you want me to go where do you want me to go and be a part of building the kingdom of god say pastor what's the application how how are you landing the plate? What are the action steps for our core values? Celebrate, connect, and contribute. Let me encourage you this morning. Decide today to make Sunday worship, corporate worship, a a consistent part of your daily routine, your weekly routine. Say, I'm going to be at church on Sunday and let... Uh, the 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 saying that i always heard when i was a kid lord willing if the creek don't rise anybody else grow up like that Uh, i'm gonna be at church unless i'm providentially hindered so our family unless you were sick with a fever and you need to be flat on your back in bed or the creek rose the night before and you were flooded you're a church that's how you grew up your dad was a pastor Christy's dad was a pastor we grew up in an environment where it wasn't a thought or a suggestion an option we were going to be in church every single week now I'm, I'm excited what God is doing here because church is filling up we're seeing so many new people walk through our doors tonight we're going to be talking about the data of what God is doing right now but do you realize just the last few weeks we've been averaging more we're almost back to pre-pandemic numbers but you know what the number of people who are actually attending here now is so much higher than what it was before the pandemic you know what the problem is they only come once a month once a month imagine if each one of us just said I'm gonna be a church Lord willing if the creek don't rise I'm gonna be a church on Sunday and it's a priority I'm gonna make it a part of my daily routine my weekly routine we are at church Lord willing if the creek don't rise And nothing is gonna deter that. What happens is, imagine we would be at two services immediately, because we're double the number of regular tenders that we have, what we're averaging every Sunday because people come once or twice a month. But what if we just said, you know what, I'm I'm gonna be a part of building and I'm gonna celebrate every Sunday With my church family, I'm going to make it a priority. What would God, what could God do if we just said, God, you are number one. You're going to get priority number one. Everybody else will have to get in line and and, and they'll find their place. Then determine next to be a part of a, a small group and connect in a deeper relationship with other people. You need it. We all need it. We, the church needs it to engage and encourage one another. And then thirdly, decide now that when the opportunity arises to go on a, a mission trip, a, 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 an excursion to Nicaragua, to Romania, maybe it's a Baptist mission that, and they're doing disaster relief and you have an opportunity to be a part of one of those teams that's coming up let me encourage you the answer is yes when someone says hey why don't you pray about going on a mission trip the answer is yes that's what we call voluntold but you say yes to Jesus because what happens is the opportunity then will not only transform your life it'll transform the life of this church I promise you you say yes god equips you with the resources the right words the ability to handle the conflict and the and the persecution that comes your way the holy spirit of god will do such a work in your heart and church together as we thrive we seek to follow the mission and vision that god has given to calvary Raleigh church let's create disciples of jesus By declaring his name in the triangle and around the world. Holy Spirit, would you speak to our hearts this morning?